first. Father, we thank you on today. Another opportunity, oh God. These opportunities are opportunities that you create. And so, Father, I ask that you would have your will and your way in my life. Recognizing that I'm nothing. Just a vessel that have a heart and a love for you. And so, Father, I thank you that as your word go forth, Father, you send it out to where it needs to be sent out. You touch the hearts that it need to be touched, oh God. You do the drawing. You do the increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. Turn with me to Proverbs 23rd chapter and the 26th verse. Proverbs 23 and 26. Let me calm down. <clears throat> I'm sorry, 23 and 26. Did I say that? 23 and 26? Okay. So I'll make sure I was in the wrong place. It says, My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. I'm going to read it again. It says, My son, well, you can even put your name there. Leslie, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. This um, chapter is often referred to as the um, heart chapter because it has much to say about the human heart. Amen? <laughs> the heart uh, of our deepen affections, the seat of our affections, and it's also a wisdom and understanding. It gives us that. It is the center of our being of who we are, and if you read the whole thing, it's quite beautiful. <laughs> um, by nature, uh, you know that our heart is evil, right? The Word of God tells us in Jeremiah 17, 9, that is deceitful and it's wicked. Amen. And no man can know it but God. So although Solomon wrote this chapter and he's speaking in the name of wisdom. But we know that the other name for wisdom is our Lord, Savior, and Jesus Christ. Amen. He is our God. He is our wisdom. Go to 1 Corinthians, the, the third chapter. First Corinthians, I'm sorry, the first chapter in the 30th verse. But of him, you are in Christ Jesus, 
who became for us, what? Wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Amen? I just wanted to go there to show you that it is God. He is our wisdom. Amen? He is the one that is speaking to us, although Solomon wrote it. Amen? It is the Lord himself who is asking the question. He asked me this question when I asked him what he wanted. What did he want to say? And he says, my daughter, I would need you. Would you give me your whole heart? That's the title of the message. Give me your whole heart. Just bear with me. It's been a, um, an involving uh, number of days here. Because when God asks for your heart, he has a purpose and he has a reason. And you don't know for those of us like most of us who's in relationship with him. Um, I thought, what do you mean? Um, you have my heart. I serve you. I love you. And he says to me, um, I need your whole heart. I want to read this first before I go on. It says here, he says, Leslie, I'm addressing you. I'm addressing every woman, every man, that there is something deeper and more intimate sense in which we need or you need to become my child. So when he said to me, there's a deeper sense, there's a more intimate sense that he wanted in this relationship from me, that lets me know that he didn't have my full heart. If it's something else that he's wanting, then he doesn't have our whole heart. And I know that could be a heart saying, but only God knows what is in our hearts, what is, what is our intentions. And for him to ask of me my whole heart, it broke me. It's one thing to think you know something and then for you to find out the truth. 
can be devastating. But then we know that when we know the truth, the truth can make us free. Amen. So this message has brought a lot of freedom to myself, and I pray that it will for you as well. He told me that in his request, God, he says, I am asking for you to give me your whole heart. The fact is, God is seeking for all of us to give him our hearts. And to know that someone has a love for you like that, you have to know that it is beyond your comprehension. It is beyond your understanding um, how great his love is for us, that he would desire a relationship with us, that he would desire to want to be with us. Go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel. The 36th chapter. I'm trying, you guys. The presence of God is so here. It's one thing to ask for your whole heart. But it's another thing to tell you why he wants it too. Amen. You know, because in so many fashions, uh, we think that we don't gave up everything. <laughs> and then when we come on Thursdays and when we come on uh, the leadership meetings and, and when we come on Sundays, we, you know, he shows us, oh, there's something else I need. <laughs> or there's a little bit more that I need you to give over to me. And so this is the uh, transformation that's not just happening for me, but I believe it's happening for all of us. Amen. This is why the relationship is important. This is why we have to stay connected to him. We have to hear his voice because only in that relationship that he can show you of the, the intimate things about yourself. And it's not to hurt you, it's to help you. Because one of the cries and one of the desires I've always had, I said, Lord, please don't let me be deceived. Please don't let me be out here thinking something and it ain't it. <laughs> you know? And I, I thank him for that. I really do. I, I, before, I really couldn't embrace this years back. But now I thank him that he can speak truth. And, and, and although it stings and although it brings us into a reality, but it also humbles you to know that not just his love for you, but that, man, you need him. <laughs> you need him in your life even the more. Amen. Go to Ezekiel, the 36th chapter. I'm sorry. And the 26th verse. And we're going to talk about uh, four reasons why he needs our full heart. 36 chapter Ezekiel, 36, 26. And I want to take my time here. 
He said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of the stone out of flesh, out of your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. So right there, I want you to write exchange. Because God said, that's what I want to do for you, Leslie. I want to exchange your heart. I want to give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I would take the heart of stone. And some of us know that we've had some stones in our heart. We had some things in our lives that have happened, that have made us be who we are today. And God says, I want to exchange it and put my heart inside of you. We ask, why do we need a new heart? The answer is verse 25. It tells us that our heart is unclean. It tells us that our heart is hard and cold. And some of us have been living this way even since we've asked the Lord to come in our life, even as believers. But, and we've been trying to change ourselves. We've been trying to change situations. We've been trying to change our husbands. We've been trying to change our children. When in fact, it is us that God was needing to change all along. So my question to you is just like he said to me, will you allow me to exchange your heart, Leslie? Removing all the things that you've tried to remove through your goodwill, through your niceness, (laughs) through your ability in essence. But when God puts this new heart in us, That's something that he does. He's willing to do something that I couldn't do. He's willing to do something that you can't do. That's how much he loves us. And number two, I hope you're writing this down. So the first one, he needs to exchange our hearts. The second thing, he wants to empower us. And in Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, but we go to verse 27, it says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and you will keep my judgments and do them. He's already done that by the Holy Spirit. That is the machinery that he has given us to empower us, that causes us to live right, to to walk in his statutes, to adhere to his voice, and do what he's saying. Amen? Because it's one thing to just hear, but we've learned on yesterday, he told us, I need you to be able to move. I need you to be able to do. Amen? So he's empowering us. 
He said, I put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. That's the machinery of the Holy Spirit. That's something that we can't do, but the spirit of God that dwells on the inside of us will do it through us. Amen? And it's time for us to rely on him. God sent him here for a purpose. God sent him here for us. And it's time for us to allow him to move and live and move and have his being in us. Amen? Amen. Let him do his job. We've been trying to do this far too long on ourselves. Now it's time to allow the Holy Spirit to take full range and full control. And, you know, because little by little, you know, he had been... uh, putting little things in my heart like, uh, Leslie, I need you to be all in, things like that, or just times and seasons. And I was like, okay, what is this about? Um, doing things the right way. And I'm just telling you little, little golden nuggets sometimes he put in our heart, and, and sometimes we're not recognizing where it's coming from. It's the Holy Spirit. And then ultimately, when we get in prayer... <laughs> And, and, and get before him and ask him, ask him, Lord, I don't know what your people need. I don't even know what I need. He will answer you. And for him to tell me, yeah, I got your heart, but I need your whole heart. You know, it, it's, it's, it's the deeper places that he's wanting us to go. Amen. He, now, so he wants our hearts to exchange them. He wants our hearts to empower them. And then let's go to verse 28. Isn't this so beautiful? God is so good. He says, then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. And you shall be my people and I will be your God. So the other thing God says I want to do, this is why I need you to give me your whole heart, Leslie, because I need to establish you. And that establishment ain't got nothing to do with in the flesh of how we think that word is. It's a restoration. Just like it was for Israel, it's for us today. It's a restoration and a demonstration of his power, of his glory, of who he is in us. Exactly. And you know, because he told me, he said, you know, y'all, he said, you've been wandering on this earth for too long, not knowing clear direction. And even as, as believers, we've been doing the same thing, just wandering around like we don't have the direction. And he says, and I've given you the direction. I've given you my words to heed to, to establish you so that you're not up one minute and down the next minute, but that you're steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in my work, being fully persuaded of that which I've given unto you. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded to do what? To do the work that God has left us here for Not for what you want, not for your desires, not even for what you think, but for what I want. This is the only way that this can be established in us. This is the only way. 
So it says, give me your heart and I will cause you to live in the land. I will establish it. And, and, and you know, he told me this too. The troubles in your hearts, with your hearts wandering. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, we go through things. But sometimes, you know, our hearts are just restless. This establishment will cause us to rest. It will. It will cause us to rest because even sometimes, you know, like I say, we go through things, but then even on the outside, the calamity, the things that are going on in the world, you see things changing. You can feel that something has shifted. That sometimes could make your heart like, what is going on? You know, but this establishment, even God is talking about, he said he can even establish you in that. That you're not being tossed to and fro about everything that's happening and what's going on in the world and outside of it. But that you can be established, established where? In his word, knowing that he is God. Knowing that no matter what comes and what goes, that he has us. Amen? David knew this. He knew it all too well because he allowed God to establish him. Amen? In Psalms 57 and 7, he allowed God to establish them. Can somebody get that in? And I want you to read it. Can somebody get the 112 and 7 of Psalms? And this is going to show us how David was established. His heart was steadfast no matter what was happening. Can someone get those really quick? Psalms 57 and 7. Read it for me, please. My heart is steadfast. Yes. Oh God, my heart is steadfast. Yes. I will sing and be praised. Yes. Which is what we just got through doing, amen? When your heart is established, then it'll give you an opportunity to do that. You can't do nothing but that. Psalms 112 and 7. That's it. Go to Hebrews 13.9. I say we need our hearts to be established. Hebrews 13 and 9. And then we're going to come back, but don't, don't, don't lose Ezekiel because that, that's it. Hebrews 13 and 9. Can someone get that for me? Go ahead and read it. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. Mm -hmm. For it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. Is that Hebrews 13 9? 13 9. Okay. Yes. The reason we are steadfast in heart is because we are united with the one who never changes. I say God never changes. So he give us his heart to establish us. I just wanted to give you a few scriptures there to let you know that, you know, God's word is true. Amen. So after he establishes our heart, then in verse 28, 
It says, then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. Now he wants to enrich our hearts. Amen? He wants to enrich us. Man, he promised to provide for us. He promised to take care of us. He promised that we don't have to worry about what to eat and drink and what this bill is going to be paid, what that bill is going to be paid. He's going to enrich us. Amen? But the only way that you can understand fully in this enrichment is, is giving your whole heart over to him. And what I realize is these frailties that are sometimes in our lives is because we haven't. We haven't given him that whole part of our heart. We haven't. And I mean, and we just got to tell the truth about it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I said to the Lord, I, 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 you know, immediately when he said this to me, I said, I don't understand. I said, you have my heart. I said, I serve you. He said, no. He said, I need your whole heart. He said, you see, like most, you start out with service. Because that was the first thing I wanted to say. I serve you. And he was like, no, I'm not talking about service. Just like most of us, we start off serving the Lord. He says, but how we should have started off is our heart then service, giving our full heart to him, then service. That's the right direction. That's the exchange that he's looking for. That's the new perspective of the way he's wanting to show us. He said, because when it starts from your full heart, then from your full heart, that service will come. But when it's coming from the other way, he says, then it's, it's on you. You think that you done done something. Then you want to tell me what you done done. <laughs> and he said, it's not about what you've done. It's about your heart, about your full heart, your full heart being surrendered to me, your full heart being given over to me. And then this will take away all of, uh, you know, because the other transition that you know, because we are all on a journey. But this journey that uh, I'm on, he's showing me what's Leslie and then what's the spirit. I mean, he's setting everything in order. And he tells me, don't be shocked when you find out it's you. Don't be shocked. He said, just receive this, what I'm trying to show you. Because this is how much I want to enrich you. This is how much that I want to empower you. This is how much I want to uh, establish you. This is how much I want to exchange your heart so that my heart could be there. And really, when it's all said and done, that's the only thing that matters. The only thing that matters is the heart of God. Yeah. 
We've been living too long for ourselves. We've done everything, most of us. We've lived every kind of way. And the shifting that's happening is that God needs us to be in the place to truly represent him as his children. And not in the way of old. Not in the way of old. He's making all things new. He's making all things new. And this has to come about with a change of our heart. And that heart is we got to take on his heart. We got to take on his heart. And one of the things that I'm understanding in this journey is taking on his heart. That ain't something you do. That's something he do. And, you know, it's freeing to know that he does this. Because far too long the church and us have thought that we needed to do something. And we're still doing the same thing and still in the same place. But God is saying, no, let me do that work in you. Let me bring you to the place that I need to bring you to in the place where you can be fit for my use. Where my glory can be shown through your life. Amen. So it's God's desire. It is his very intention to have our full heart. And he's not going to force you. He has never been a God to make us do anything. But with the understanding of his love and who he is and all that he's done, all that he's done. And this is the thing. I don't know if we know truly what he has done. And this is the challenge for us as believers that he's wanting us to realize what he's done so that we can put on Christ. We can put on who he says we are and begin to live from that place. Amen. Hallelujah. He told me when it comes from this place, Leslie, from heart to, uh, from heart to, let me, service. (laughs) When it comes from heart to service, then it's from a place where it will not be a routine when you come to church. You won't view this as some ceremony or some duty. He said, but it will become just what Romans 12, 1 says, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. When it comes from that place of having your whole heart, man, when he told me that, that just brought me so much freedom. It, 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 it put everything in place. I wrote down this too. He said, God wants us to get some things settled in our hearts. One of the most crucial is deciding whether we are all in when it comes to our relationship with him. He 
He says, do you want to walk in the fullness of his love or my plans for you? Or do you want to spend the rest of your life chasing after the world's empty pleasures? Because that's all they are. Empty pleasures. He says, why not push the limits, Leslie? Live now and worry about eternity later. (laughs) It's key that we understand why we exist and what this time is all about. When you give him your whole heart, then you know that the only purpose is that he was created you for was for him and and the relationship with him. That's the only reason. He made us in the relationship of his perfect love to experience his perfect love. Amen. He told me there is a difference between half-hearted approach and whole-hearted devotion. Whole-hearted devotion. Whole-hearted devotion. You know, I am an as an individual has always been cautious of giving my whole heart to anything because I knew that once I did that that I love heart (laughs) that I'm all in so I had been afraid and put up all these barriers to protect myself And so when God gets a hold of you, and he will, if it ain't now, he's going to get a hold of you. If you stay in this any longer, he's going to get a hold of you. Trust me. And he just began to say, I, 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 I just need you to give all of that to me. You don't have to have the walls. You don't have to even figure out this way of this, this path that I have for you. I've already made the path. I've already created the path. All you got to do is be all in and get on the path and stay and look to continue to hear my voice and follow it. And then in all that, be obedient. That's all you have to do. You ain't got to figure this out. You ain't got to worry about where it's coming from. Or what part you play in. And I'll even tell you when, when it's your time to play the part. Because see, we've tried to mix this stuff in the flesh. to In the spirit. And, and God is a spirit. He is a spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You must be in the spirit to follow God. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it in this natural flesh. You can't. He calls it an enmity against him. So, God wants our whole heart. Amen. Put my glasses back on. So, we're not going to give God the half-hearted approach. 
Amen? That's right. We're going to give him our whole heart of devotion. Amen? Man. I got one more thing and then we're going to end, okay? Glory be to God. I want to stay back, go back to um, Ezekiel. And we're going to rehearse of what God has already shown us. And I'm going to start from verse 25. Because then he told us uh, what it is about our heart. He said, then I will sprinkle clean water on you. (laughs) And you shall be clean. And I, see, I will cleanse you from all of your filthiness and from all of your idols. Because one of the things that stops us from giving God our whole heart is those idols. And we got some little ones, but then we got some big ones. But the things we want to focus on is the big ones. But it's those little ones that destroys. It'll destroy us. Amen? I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. That is, that is exchange right there, he says. He wants to exchange our hearts. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within and cause you to walk in my statues. That's empowerment. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And it will keep my judgments and it will cause you to do them. He says, then you shall... Dwell in the land that I give your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. There is an establishment there, and there is an enrichment there for us. Amen? I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to ask the question to you that God has asked me. Will you give me your whole heart? With no what ifs, with no maybes, with no saying, oh, well, Lord, let me take care of this first. Or let me handle this sin first in my life. Let me get rid of this. Let me stop doing this and stop doing that. Then I'll come. You know how we do. We try to put conditions in it. And God is saying no more conditions. No more excuses. He says, I gave you my son. Why can't you give me your whole heart? What is it going to take? What is it going to take for us to, to, to give ourselves? And you know the areas that God has already been talking to you about that you need to give over. Or that you need to change. Or that he wants more of. Or I want you to get rid of that. Whether it's our attitude. Whether it's our focus. 
you know, because sometimes we're focusing on things that don't even mean nothing more than what God, you know, the relationship we have with him. And so he's, he's wanting us to make these adjustments. We're worrying about our lives. We're worrying about this bill and that bill. When God has already told us, I've got that. I feed the birds. <laughs> so that takes away our focus too from giving over our whole hearts because we're still trying to figure out what we can do to get the bill paid, to get it met, to, you know, be out of debt. When I'm learning that when your focus is aligned with him, then you look up and then somehow the bills have been taken care of. The note has been paid. The changes in our children have been made. And I'm a witness in that. And so these things, it was never God's attention for us to be barred down with it. These are strategies of the enemy. These are tactics of the enemy to keep us distracted, to keep us worrying, to keep us out of the place of the, having the full heart toward God. Because he knows that when our heart gets focused and when we're set on something, then nothing can change us, change our mind. He knows it. He knows it. So today, we're going to give God our whole heart. And whatever the ways and avenues that he's asking for it. And see, you can't know what it is all the time. See, we, that's the problem of this flesh. We think we know. Because <laughs> trust me, I thought I knew. But it takes the Holy Spirit to show you what's there in your life. Ask him. He'll show you where the errors you haven't fully given him over. And he'll show you then in that how that they have distracted you from being where you need to be, fit for his use. It's a hard message to, 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 to preach or to talk about because, you know, most people, they don't want to hear that. You know, the flesh is something. Because it'll, 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 even though you hear this and what God is saying, it'll, it'll, it'll nudge you right quick and say, oh, you all right. Oh, God knows your heart. And, 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 and you know, the biggest thing that he does is get you to try to ignore it. When God is trying to speak to you, when God is saying, yeah, you, you hear his voice, but then you'll, you, know, you know, you'll try to ignore it. Like, they ain't him. That's just me. And then we'll ignore it so to where it passes us. And then you look up a year or two later, then you're still in that same place. Asking God to uh, answer that same prayer. <laughs> 
when he was trying to nudge you then to say, yeah, that's it, that's it. Well, I don't want to go up to the altar no more. How many times I got to go up to the altar? How many times I got to ask for God to help me? I already don't ask him. You know what we do? This is for us who's been, you know, for us who's been in this a while, you know. We'll sit right there and let it pass us right over us. And this is the area that God is saying, you got to stop. You got to stop that. That's me. That's my spirit that's on the inside of you that's nudging you to say, give me your whole heart. And I'm telling you, when we can get to this place, and it's a place that God is calling, but it's a place that he's desiring, and it's a place that he is going to obtain in all of us, whether it's now or later. I'm telling you, for those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And you got to hear his voice. So it's best to hear it now. Amen. Amen. Pray with me. Father, we are your children that are called by your name. That you have chosen. Please help us to realize that we didn't choose ourselves nor did we draw ourselves, but it was your spirit that did that. And it was all for a reason, because you desired nothing more for us to have the relationship with you in an intimate way. Intimate means whole heart. He says, intimacy means whole heart. I couldn't just say, give me your heart as the message. I had to say what God said. Give me your whole heart. Let me truly live and move and have my being in you. Let me be the guide and the orchestrator of your life every day. And he just told us that, that that's what he wanted to do in every day and in every way. To say, Lord, let your will be done. And in, 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 in the Sunday school, he told us, let, let your will be done every day in my life. That's a heart that is fully, wholly surrendered. Father, bring us to this place. It is the place that you need us to be because there is a people that is crying loud and that is in need of the Savior. But the only way that they're going to know the Savior is through you and me. And the only way that we're going to be fully affected is that we give our whole heart to him. So, Father, I pray that we will surrender totally, completely to you, oh God. 
this is an awesome privilege and honor to stand here to bring forth the word. It is something that I don't take lightly. And one of the flaws and one of the tactics that the enemy use on us is that when we're standing here behind the pulpit, we got to be very careful. We got to be very careful of familiarity of whomever is up here when they're speaking. This is God speaking through them. You better know that it is God. Whoever stands up here, it speaks through you. And it's his voice that's calling. And although I'm a vessel, but it's his voice that is speaking. Even when Pastor John is up here, up here we know that it's not him. It is the living God that lives on the inside of us, the spirit of God that speaks words that you can't even utter or even fathom. So stay away from familiarity. Oh, oh, that's just Minister Leslie. Oh, that's just Pastor John. No, God said it's me speaking to you. By my spirit. Hear my voice. Come. He says the time is short. He says the things have shifted. And the shifting is the position that his church got to come in. It's not him shifting. It's, it's you aligning yourself to what he wants. And he wants our whole heart. Because this is the only way that we're going to be effectively to be able to do the work. Is that he has our whole heart. We've been trying to do the work too long without giving up our whole heart. It's time. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.